for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Scott Osler, columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle, about Bay Area sports sort of in general. Scott had a great article in the Chronicle last week, a great column about how many Bay Area teams could win a championship in their upcoming season. We're talking about, of course, the Giants and the A's right now playing pretty good baseball, the 49ers with Super Bowl aspirations, and we can talk about the San Jose Sharks, maybe even the Golden State Warriors, and what they'll do with their draft picks this week. All things we can talk about with Scott Osler, who joins me next. Today is Monday, July 26th. It is my pleasure to welcome to the update Scott Osler, who's of course a columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle. Scott, first time we've had you on, man. I thought you, you wrote a great piece about potential multiple champions in different sports around the Bay Area, all in the same calendar year. Good little uh, time to have you on, middle of the summer as we get ready to ramp up for football, the NFL draft, excuse me, the NBA draft coming up next week. Uh, how are you, man? Thanks for coming on. I'm doing great. Thanks, folks. I was thinking about this when you wrote it. It's funny. I've thought about this in the past, and we've seen this in Boston, and they're calling Tampa Champa Bay after the Rays went to the, the World Series last year. The Bucks win it, and then the Lightning, of course, win back-to-back. So people are talking about Champa Bay. I was thinking back to Boston did it a few years back, and then in 2002, I was a seventh grader, Scott. I was reading in the Chronicle back in 2002, and I remember thinking, hey, the Raiders went to a Super Bowl. The 49ers made the playoffs. The A's went to the playoffs. Giants won the pennant, and not just that. The A's had the MVP in Tejada, the Cy Young and Zito. Barry Bonds won the MVP in 2002. In your mind, is that the closest year we've ever come in the Bay Area to having sort of a, a sweep as far as championships? Yeah, I, I think it is, folks. I haven't done a deep study on that, but even going back to the old days, even the 49ers glory days and, and even back to the Willie Mays days and stuff like that, I don't think there's been anything, uh, anything like that. And I think we have a chance to top that now. What was the uh, the premise for this? What was the jumping off point here? And what makes you think the Warriors can be champions next season? <laughs> well, the jumping off point was uh, the usual desperation of trying to come up with a column like this. <laughs> and it, uh, it just struck me that this is a, a good year. You know, you could say this any year about any in any city. You could say, well, if this happens and if, and if this falls into place, and you can always massage that and work that. And sometimes it's semi-legit. But in this case, I think it's fair to dream that big. I think there's legitimately that kind of legitimate upside that's out there. Things, uh, obviously, you know, all the stuff about, oh, yeah, I got to avoid key injuries and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That goes without saying, even though I just said it. But I think there's a chance there. And, I, I, you know, if you break it down one by one, and why do I think the Warriors have a chance? Because they have Steph Curry. (laughs) They have Steph Curry, and they're getting a lottery pick, like a number one off-the-charts lottery pick from Clay Thompson. They're getting him back. It's like getting a lottery pick. And they got Draymond in which appears to be classic form, one of the top two or three defensive players in the league, and, and they have Steve Kerr. Same formula they've used uh, multiple times to go to five straight NBA finals. So I guess, I guess the reason is sound, but we're looking around and I'm going, yeah, you're right. Injuries are a factor. Free agency's a factor. Do they use these yeah. draft picks? I know you've written about Davion Mitchell and you're like, yeah, no, stay away from that. We don't want that guy. <laughs> you're going to need to okay. use these picks, maybe go get somebody else. So if you were to rank the the chances, are the Giants at the top for you just because they're the best team in baseball at this point and we're looking right at them and we know how good they are? Or is it a team like the 49ers who we know were just like racked with injuries last year and, and clearly look like a team that could be poised for a bounce back. If I had to rank them right now, folks, I would rank the Giants number one, not just because they're right in front of us, but because they've proven through over half a season that they're legit. They just keep scrapping. They're, they're a tough team. Buster Posey back from injury and apparently in top form. And some of the guys still not playing right at the top of their game. So there's still room for them to grow and get better as a team. 
And besides, it's baseball. You don't have to have one or two superstars. Look at the Angels. You know, they got Mike Trout, but they don't win every year. So it's a good combo. They've hit on a great formula. It's a great point in that uh, they seem like, and when we watch them play the Dodgers in this four-game series, like it seems like they're a team that is built for sustainable success. We've seen them use the depth all season long, but it also looks like a team that can compete and match up with some of the best teams in the league that are maybe even just below them because they are the best team in the league. I'm with you. If you're looking at the trade deadline, uh, which is is days away now, what do you identify as maybe the most glaring need for the Giants? Is it is it an outfield bat? Is it bullpen help? Is it maybe back-end rotation help? It seems like every day we sort of highlight something different with the Giants that might be a bit of an issue, even though they continue to win first team in baseball to 60 wins. What do you think the biggest hole is for this Giants roster right now? I would guess probably an outfield bat, although I think they would love to get a starting pitcher, and I know they're looking at Danny Duffy, who is injured, but if they could pick up a guy like that, because they've gone in the playoffs especially, and down the stretch, you can't have enough starting pitching. If they got a guy like Danny Duffy, and they could you know, get him back so he can actually pitch, uh, that would be phenomenal. Yeah, they'd be a good veteran option, and they've done that. They've kind of pulled guys off who, who have been injured in the past. We've seen it with Aaron Sanchez. We saw it with, uh, right. with Pomeranz, obviously Kevin Gossman, one of these guys. They've sort of rehabbed and, and got him back. Alex Wood, another one from this year. So I, I'm with you. I think starting pitching at the back end, though, uh, Logan Webb has looked really, really good. Switching to football, yeah. which we, we saw Fred Warner sign the big contract. If, if we're looking at the 49ers as a team, and I really do think next to the Giants, and I don't know why I'm leaving the A's out of this, but if I'm ranking them next to you, I'm going Giants 1, and I'd go 49ers like 1A or 1B, like right under the Giants there, just because they're playing a third-place schedule coming back or a fourth-place schedule coming back. They're not going to have the number of injuries that they had last year. You're hoping Jimmy G is playing with something to prove, not just to the Niners, but to other teams around the league who, who could be future employers of his. So uh, what do you think about the 49ers' chances? Do you like them this year? Uh, obviously, the NFC West is, is a much different division than it was last year. Now Matt Stafford coming over and... Russell Wilson's still there. you got to deal with Kyler Murray now in his third year. What do you make of the NFC West and, and the 49ers' chances coming in? I love their chances, Coach, and I'll tell you why. One thing, they just locked up Fred Warner, and obviously he wasn't going anywhere anyway. But to get him back as a leader of the defense, and if you get Bosa back, assuming he's going to be up to speed health-wise mm-hmm. and not injured, you got those two guys who can anchor any defense. That would be a phenomenal twosome. Not many teams have you know one-two punch on defense like that. And that, to me, the key thing is what happens with Trey Lance. You know, I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo can't lead a really good team to a Super Bowl. He's done it once before and came close to actually came close to winning within a quarter. But I think the whole key is what happens with Trey Lance. And I think the key is how Kyle Shanahan handles him and develops him, how fast Trey Lance comes along. I really think they're counting on him, and this is where their best chance is, is for Trey Lance to become a factor like at least by two thirds of the way through the season. And that's, you know, that's asking a lot. This guy's out of a college, kind of an unknown guy with not a lot, ton of experience and everything, but there's that magic factor. How much of a difference can Trey Lance make? It's a great point. I like that magic factor because I, f- I feel like that's such a big thing in baseball. You get the right guy in the, you know, Hunter Pence was kind of that magic factor for the Giants. Kenny Lofton in yeah. 2 had that magic factor. You bring certain guys in and they just sort of light a spark uh, into the clubhouse or into the locker room. But I do wonder about that. If guys start rallying behind a Trey Lance halfway through the season, and, you know, we saw this with, with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick, that was sort of the same thing, right? Alex Smith got hurt, Kaepernick got the opportunity, and then just sort of thrived with it. Is that the situation kind of that you're talking about? Yeah, I think so. And also, the factor is what kind of risk-taker or gambler Kyle Shanahan is. And we'll go back to the Jim Harbaugh decision, whether to go with Alex Smith when Alex came back from an injury and was, had been really playing really well. Mm-hmm. 
the top of his game and everything, came back from an injury, and yet he decided to go with Colin Kaepernick, Harbaugh did. And that was a huge decision, and you know, a lot of people still criticize that. I thought it was a good call at the time. And they got him to the Super Bowl, and, uh, and within a play or two of winning the Super Bowl. So I want to see if Kyle Shanahan has that kind of daring gambler's instinct. And I think that's what's going to be required. He's going to have to kind of, you know, stretch out a little bit. He's going to have to take a big leap of faith. And I think he can do that. Any concerns with you about, about Robert Sala's exit, about uh, the changing of the guard? It seems like it's because it's an in-house hire. It shouldn't be uh, with D'Amico Ryan. It shouldn't be a, a huge issue. And I don't think there's a, a lot of discussion about it. But just for, for your head, what do you think? Maybe it's more cosmetic. The look, <laughs> the optics of how it looks to, to guys like you and me. Yeah. We love Robert Sala on the sidelines and the, the enthusiasm and the fire he brought to the team. And, and also the intelligence, you know, <clears throat> he was a great defensive coordinator. But apparently, from what we've seen, it's not going to be that much of a fall down under Ryan. But I think they'll be fine. I think that's going to be okay. You know, Fred Warner's a great leader. He's yeah. not a coach. But especially in defense, you got to have guys who are real leaders. And I think Bosa is, too. You were the green dot. You kind of have to be. You got to be able to communicate and, and talk to these guys in the huddle and, and on the field and sort of direct traffic. I, I really appreciate the time today, Scott. It was fun talking to you. Just on the way out here, you had sort of a funny throwaway line in that piece we were talking about where you said, the Sharks are welcome to join the party, too, at any point. And I just thought that was kind of funny. I was like, boy, we just totally forgot about him talking about all the champions. But uh, I thought that was a good line, Scott. Thanks, folks. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for coming on, man. We'll catch up with you. Uh, maybe when we get into, into football season a little more, when we start really uh, uh, bugging about when Trey Lance takes over, how many interceptions it'll take from Jimmy before Trey Lance takes over. Uh, we'll get you out again, Scott. Thanks so much. All right. I'm here for you. Great stuff from Scott. We can talk about anything with Scott. Do a nice little whip around with him. Hit some Giants, hit some A's, hit some Warriors and some 49ers. And yeah, missed a little bit on the Sharks. But a bunch of things we can talk about in the days and weeks ahead. Thank you to Scott. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. we got a lot of good stuff, a lot of busy stuff coming up this week. The NBA Draft, the Warriors, with picks number 7 and 14, still waiting to find out how they're going to spend those picks, be it in the draft or on the trade market. Also, MLB's trade deadline on Friday. The Giants should be buyers. Do they get an arm? Do they get a starter as an arm? Or do they help the back end of that bullpen and go get a closer? Or maybe it's Starling Marte, a big bat, who they could add to the middle of this lineup. All things we can talk about later this week. Until then, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you Wednesday.